to another episode of In Moments Like These with David Graham. David is a speaker, author, businessman, former pastor, and founding director of Youth of a Mission, Montana. We believe that God is at work, constantly tugging at our hearts, working in and through relationship around us. Join us as we dive into a new devotional, as David shares a lifetime of personal moments and hopes to inspire you to see God the Father at work in your own moments. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of In Moments Like These. It is Thanksgiving week in America, and in light of that, I felt I was to do something a little different today. Actually, I did this once before in one of our earlier episodes called Tiger Lily a story that my dear daughter, Kimberly, wrote. Kimmy is the perfect person to write about thankfulness. She exudes thankfulness and gratefulness every day of her life. The license plate on her car reads, so grateful. So, I asked Kimmy if she would like to write our episode for us today. She cheerfully agreed to. Here are her words. I remember the small shop, a low ceiling, a, a cozy, cozy feel. feel. Handmade, Handmade goods and souvenirs arranged in baskets and wooden crates on the display tables. As I browsed through the quaint space with my family, I noticed a collection of handmade wooden spoons in one of the mini baskets. I picked one up and turned it in my hands, amazed by its deeply carved scoop, a rounded well in the warm wood that someone had meticulously whittled into a functioning ladle. It was beautiful, and I had an appreciation for it, and for the craftsmanship that went into creating it. I splurged a little and decided to purchase the spoon that day, and I still feel that same appreciation and fondness every time we use it to serve soups and stews. Like many of you, I have my favorite coffee mug. It's pottery, earth-toned in color, and its rounded form nestles in my hand just perfectly. I have a fondness for this mug, And as simple as it is, I notice it and I find a little joy each time I drink my morning coffee. When I go for walks, I try not to focus only on the weather and the path ahead, but appreciate and notice the many little things that make up the big picture and hold their own beauty, but may possibly go unnoticed if one doesn't take a moment to really observe. This is a practice I know many of you have adopted or have tried to adopt into your own lives. Observing the small things in life drinking in the moments, being present and grateful for all of the little things. Although I have always been what I would call a grateful person, I had no idea how shifting from merely a grateful attitude into a practice of gratitude would profoundly affect my life. About 10 years ago, I was given a book written by Anne Voskamp titled 1000 Gifts. You may have heard of it or read it yourself. In summary, Anne spoke of her painful past, a family tragedy that marked her childhood with overriding sadness. As an adult, Anne faced daily grief, anxiety, overwhelm, and eventually agoraphobia, a fear of leaving one's own home. Anne shares how she found freedom from these struggles as she created a habit of embracing and chronicling everyday blessings as a discipline. She simply started journaling things she was grateful for, giving thanks to God for even all of the seemingly small and everyday things. This discipline seems simple perhaps, 
but it actually brought her into a closer relationship with her Heavenly Father, and it brought her healing. Anne's book sold over one and a half million copies and became a New York Times bestseller. I was struck and intrigued by the simplicity of this book, and something stirred inside of me. I knew I was supposed to start my own chronicles, my journal of gratitudes. Gratitude number one, a day with my sister. No expectations, relaxed, comfortable. I'm so blessed for her friendship, Father. Number 169, the Virginia Creeper, lacy and meandering, reds, coppers, greens, your beautiful artistry, Lord. Number 362, toadstools dotting the edges of the moist lawn. Number 739, a gurgling dishwasher, knowing my dishes are getting clean. Number 796, for your protection and covering over this family. Number 846, for my bearded man I love and that loves me. Number 1144, for a turkey, cheese, and pickle sandwich. Okay, sharing from my journal, I know this list of gratitudes, or some of them, can be perceived as silly or unimportant. Does God really care that I am grateful for my turkey sandwich? Are these things significant to Him? As my list of gifts grew over time, I began to realize that journaling my gratitudes was more than just a discipline for me. This had grown into a place and a method of worship, a small offering, all I had maybe to give for that day. I knew that God did not see it as unimportant. He loved to hear my heart worship with gratitude on these pages, to hear what I had to give Him with thanksgiving. Even something as everyday as my sandwich, my cozy socks, or the quiet calm of my home and the pendulum swing of my clock. In Mark 12, 41-44, Jesus tells us what He thinks of small offerings that come from a worshipful heart. Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money in the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins, worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, Truly, I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all of the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she, poor as she is, has given everything she had to live on. What others in the temple saw as a small offering, Jesus saw as the greatest gift in that moment. Two coins, small, yet a beautiful gift that He received as abundance. Our gratitude for even the smallest things is worship and praise to our Father, and it's sometimes all we have to gather up in the moment to give Him. He delights in our heart's posture of gratitude and in the declaring of thanks for all of the gifts He has given us big or small. What a discovery to realize my little journal was actually a beautiful expression of my worship, an offering that He delighted in. It was no coincidence that the gratitude journal became a part of my life when it did. When I read 1,000 Gifts, I thought it was simply going to be a book about being grateful. But little did I know that God was showing me to use gratitude not only as worship, but as a weapon. I remember one of Anne's quotes, Gratefulness is secretly the greatest weapon that wins the greatest battles. Growing up in the church, I wondered, how had I never heard this before? 
gratitude as a weapon? The timing of this revelation was significant for me because just a few months before I read this book, I began experiencing mild panic attacks. They were not full on, I would say, but they were creeping up on me and becoming slowly more frequent. I had heard about many horrible renditions of these attacks and the experience of my aunt, grandma, and even my own strong and amazing daddy filled me with dread as I worried that this would become my story as well. Well, it has not become my story. God revealed to me the gift of gratitude in a new way and for a new purpose, as a weapon against what the enemy had conspired against me. As the darkness pressed down on me, I pressed back with my pen in the pages of a book, taking my focus from fear to praise. It sounds simple, too simple, because it actually is simple. A habit or written praise evolved into spiritual warfare for the war I was waging. Philippians 4.8 reads, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. God tells us to think on them. How powerful then to also declare them and document them by writing them down. There's a reason he gives us instructions to set our minds on admirable and excellent things. He knows by fixing our minds on these things, we are getting equipped for the battles we will all undoubtedly face. We have yet another tangible weapon against all that will try to rob us of peace and assurance and truth. Number 1184, for the gifts you knitted into the fabric of my being, for how you made me, I am your design. Number 1290, for our beautiful little Evelyn, her perfect nose, tiny pink toes, absorbing eyes, and rosebud mouth. Number 1694, the gift of my beautiful children. Number 1737, wheatgrass dancing in the breeze, beautiful, strong, and hearty. Number 1740, a strong back. Looking back at how much healing has happened, so grateful for your hand on me. Reading back through my journals, I realized that what I set out to be an offering of gratitude to my Heavenly Father has become His love letter to me. His faithfulness, love, and care for me so very evident as I read through the timeline of the last decade. The pages are filled with reminders of His gifts in the everyday, and they surround me. The entries are filled with answered prayers and promises. The words may be written by my hand, but it is truly His voice that speaks to me from the pages. I am enveloped by His love out of a choice I made several years ago to profess my gratitude. I know many of you listeners around the world have a special day that you set apart to embrace and celebrate what you are grateful for. This week here in America, our families will be gathering in homes for a national holiday of Thanksgiving. Perhaps for some, this is a perfect time to start a journey of practicing gratitude in a tangible way. The simple practice of written worship brings communion with Him, a time to stop and feel His presence. 
These scripted gratitudes are a weapon to wield for every day as we face the mundane and the scary. These love letters to him unknowingly become his love letter to us as he reveals how deep and wide his love for us has always been and always will be. Friend, I encourage you to take up a simple practice of steadily documenting whatever you can observe to be grateful for. I don't mean to suggest a regimented practice. There will undoubtedly be days missed or even weeks, but this exercise of expression becomes one to look forward to as you develop it, and gradually a desire to convey your heart to your Heavenly Father begins to unfold. As you do develop a practice of gratitude, your life will be impacted as you continually walk in worship, as you actively utilize this weapon, and as you intimately correspond with the one who sustains you, who died for you, and now lives for you. Ephesians 3.18 says, And may you have the power to understand, as all of God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to fully understand. Then you will be made complete with all of the fullness of life and power that comes from God. How wide and deep is His love for us, dear friend. We have so much to be thankful for. Father in heaven, you love your children so well. You've been so generous with your countless gifts to us. Please increase our awareness of those gifts that are all around us. We want to embrace a life of gratitude in a new, powerful way. Please fill this dear one and me with a renewed and profound spirit of thanksgiving and gratitude. Please, Father, let it be. Thank you for listening to another episode of In Moments Like These with David Graham. And we hope that this podcast and this episode can be another tool and resource to help you in this walk of faith. If this podcast has made a difference in your life, we would love to hear from you. Visit us online at inmomentslikethese.com. That's inmomentslikethese.com.